Welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Doula to Doula, where we talk about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and the doula life. I'm Exie Bueller, a certified labor and birth doula and childbirth educator. I'm also a licensed and board certified massage therapist and owner of Tranquil Touch Birth and Women's Wellness. My co-host is Chana Vaughn. I'm a doula in training, just beginning my journey as a birth professional. Together, we're going to help each other grow, give each other support, and see how we apply our doula skills to everyday life. We hope you enjoy the show. Like I said, I only got two hours of sleep last night, so and it wasn't because of a birth. That's the thing. When you only get two hours of sleep and you're coming off a birth, you've got this kind of birth high. But when you're when you got two hours of sleep just because of plain old insomnia, you're like, oh, there's not enough coffee in the world. All right, we are recording now on all levels. So last podcast of the year, we actually made it. We did. I, I can hardly believe it. Um, <laughs> and it went by super fast to me as well. It really did. You know, it really, really did. And um, I was like, so the last podcast that, you know, we had, it was the interview with, Elise Bowerman from Sweet Mama Yoga. And it was so funny because it was our first interview and I didn't even consider asking her what she would like the title to be. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, while, while we are, uh, talking, have in your mind, maybe a catchy last episode of the first season title that maybe we can Put up when I'm doing the editing tomorrow. Okay, I have to put my thinking cap on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these are my notes for today. Lovely. <laughs> I am notorious for grabbing whatever envelope happens to be lying around and writing notes on them, whether it's things like this or if I'm on the phone like with customer service for something. So then I have all of these envelopes with these obscure little notes written on them everywhere. <laughs> At least you get it out of your head, though. That's huge. That's the best way to do it. Get it out of your head and get it down in writing. Yeah, as long as I don't lose it, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we were going to kind of keep it a little bit on the shorter side today. You have a big afternoon planned with your kids. I do. They are doing rock painting with some of their friends via Zoom. So. They're excited. Rock I ordered a painting. Yes. <laughs> I ordered a kit off of Amazon and it comes with like the perfect rocks to paint. They're like kind of flat and smooth, almost like skipping rocks, but oh. bigger. And they um like stencils and things like that. So they're gonna do that with their friends today. Very like cool. Acrylic paint. So yeah. Cool. My kids have so a better have... social life than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Did um did all of the moms of the kids that are involved with you your activity today did they all order the same kits? I believe so. So it was oh, the kit was a recommendation from the person who set it up. They put like all the Amazon goodies that they had purchased for it. So then I just kind of followed suit. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of fits into our topic for the day. We were going to discuss. So we started this podcast right after the pandemic broke out 
And looking back over the year, we talked about maybe picking five achievements or positive points or silver linings that we found for the year. And then um, following that up with five things that we're looking forward to accomplishing or achieving or experiencing in 2021. Mm -hmm. So why do you want to take the first one? Sure. So I am extremely happy that my family has stayed healthy. That has been like, it's not quite number one. I'm putting it first, but it's not quite number one. But just out of everything that has been going on with this pandemic and everything, my immediate family, we have stayed unscathed as far as COVID is concerned. Yeah. And I am so grateful for that. Extremely mm-hmm. grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, um, so when you say immediate family, it's, it's you and your husband and your two children, Mm -hmm. um, who are, who are, and have been through the whole thing, um, homeschooled or virtual schooled, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And the rest of your family, are you including the other, your, like your sisters and, and that, and your immediate family? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to clarify that. People's definitions of immediate family are a little different. My household, my household, Uh, my brother-in-law, um, although he, this was before the COVID testing was readily available. So in like that March, early April timeframe, he did have what looked to be COVID. So, um, yeah, he was very, very sick and never hospitalized, never needed any assistance with breathing or anything like that. But, um, yeah, he he was not doing so well. So I'm so grateful that he's back to his normal health and everything seems fine. And my sister did not get it during that time. But so because of him, I I don't want to say that none of us and my husband lost a family member a few weeks ago due to COVID. So it just made me even more grateful that those in my immediate household have been able to stay on the healthy side. Yeah, yeah, I I have to agree. That wasn't in my list of five because I was, you know, thinking of more like what's tangible and, Mm -hmm. you know, really um, that I had control over, I guess. But I know people who have tried to do everything absolutely Mm -hmm. right and have gotten it. So it is a blessing that our, our households have stayed Mm -hmm. healthy. So my first achievement was actually that I was grateful for was a silver lining to this pandemic. You know, they say that if you don't pay attention to life's signs to slow down, life will make you slow down. Mm -hmm. And um, for years I have thought about and wanted to learn more about marketing and different things that I wanted to do to kind of make improvements to my my business. My business is 16 years, almost, it'll be 17 years in, in March. So I've had it for a really long time and it's, it's grown and it's changed and, and things like that over the years, but I have never really had the time or the brain power to really sit down and really pay attention to the intricacies of marketing and those business aspects. It's not really something that they focus a lot on in massage therapy school. And even doula training, while it's better now than it has been in the past in some organizations, it's still not 
as focused as just like listening to marketing experts. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of that. And so I was very grateful for that silver lining because I was able to come up with my first logo ever (laughs) and changed my business name. And I got to start offering more virtual birth services that are more direct, I guess. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before that as doulas, we, we've always offered virtual support like via phone and text and whatnot. But now we've had to like intentionally think of ways to implement the virtual offers. And I also, well, I created a new compact class, which is a great adjunct class or additional class to take for people who are taking a traditional birth class. And that's kind of something that popped up. Mm-hmm. as this pandemic kind of shut everything down and made us all stop in our tracks. So that was my first is being able to like really sit down and be focused on things that have been dancing around in my head for years. And I love seeing that whenever you post one of your classes or even just informational little tidbits for expecting um, parents, I love to share that on my social media platform because it's such a good resource and it's so necessary. And so thank you for all of the hard work and the research and everything that you've done. I mean, even with our podcast, that's my number two thing that I'm grateful for is our podcast. (laughs) That was my number two also. (laughs) I love it. And no matter what is going on, like throughout my day or my week, I love that the podcast, it makes me like sit down and think about what I want to talk about and then once you and I get going it just is such a like an emotional release for me by the time we get off of these I just am like bring on the day I'm gonna study I'm gonna do you know (laughs) all these things it just empowers me it makes me feel like I have more control over the things that I'm doing in life amidst the pandemic so thank you so much for this platform and this opportunity actually this is fantastic I'm so grateful that you chose me oh well I am so grateful that you that you accepted and that was one of the things you know in attending all of these workshops and things and and learning more about marketing I had all you know I'm kind of a podcast junkie and have been for a number of years but I never fathomed being able to do one create one edit one you know like I look like I'm technically got it together, but I really don't. (laughs) So you're doing a great job. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. But that that's truly something that had it not been for this pandemic, had it not been for how this year unfolded, we wouldn't be sitting here together. Right. And Mm -hmm. it has been such like, just like you said, it's, it's, We love, both of us love birth and pregnancy so much. And it's just, it's something, when you are that passionate about something, to have a like-minded person who just enjoys talking about it, oh my goodness, it's so nourishing and just like feeds the soul and the heart and everything that, you know, it makes my doula heart beat. So. So that's funny. We both had the same number two. That's fantastic. We did. (laughs) So what was your number three? Being able to work remotely for my nine to five. That is something that 
I mean, with my company, it was not common. It very, very rare to have people even a couple of days a week work remotely. So I was a little bit nervous at the onset of this pandemic and when they were telling people to work remotely, I'm like, oh, how is it? I was kind of new to my team. I started my role in October, but I didn't officially like really take on the responsibilities until January. So then a couple months later, boom, pandemic. So I was concerned about how that everything was going to go with that. But it's been thanks to Zoom and all these other Google Meets and <laughs> all these different um, platforms for video conferencing, it has really made things so much easier. And if I wouldn't have been able to work remotely, I don't know what I would have done with my kids in school. So that was just a huge weight that was on my shoulders just for a moment. It was lifted and almost immediately. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I joke about having a love-hate relationship with technology, but it's really (laughs) saved our bacon through Mm -hmm. this pandemic. You know, all glitches and everything aside, I think that it's really allowed everybody, it's allowed the world really to at least keep putting one foot in front of the other. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm very glad that you were able to also continue working remotely. Now, is that something that, that your company has said is pretty much indefinite as we kind of look down the road a ways? It's a case-by-case basis. I mean, well, with the executive orders, people are still encouraged to work remotely um, if they can. So mm-hmm. I think for at least probably until the beginning or mid, I would say probably mid next year, it would yeah. still be we would be encouraged to work remotely. So hopefully my kids can get through the rest of the school year virtually, and then we can reassess once the summer break hits. Yeah, I think whatever is going to happen in like the next probably four to six weeks after Mm -hmm. like the holiday that just passed, Mm -hmm. you know, just the whole holiday season rolling into the new year, I think once we are able to see how the healthcare system is holding up on because you know we people have been traveling a lot more in the last mm-hmm. month i think we'll all be able to kind of reassess and look at how things might move forward um i know mm-hmm. for me personally i'm holding off reopening the massage appointments for my my business um until i see what's happening after this holiday season is completely over you know, right. but of course, then we get into another holiday, right? Because then right. Easter yeah, there's always one the around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think we're all just taking it step by step. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a, a a blessing for sure. So my number three, and th- this this is really something that has been kind of in the periphery of my life and of my mind and of my heart, and I've kind of stepped into the arena, but I really dove right in um, Mm -hmm. with this pandemic was becoming specially trained to support birth givers, either in private appointments or in group sessions who have a trauma history, whether that's previous birth trauma or otherwise that might impact a current pregnancy, birth or home transition. And so I have been honored to 
achieve the level one certification with the birth and trauma support center to be able to work with birth givers that way. And then I also was trained to facilitate groups to, for preventing birth trauma using a space to heal framework. Extending from that, I finally figured out how to create a Facebook group for my business page, which is something that for some reason, I just could oh. not figure out how to do it. So I now have a pregnancy through post-birth mm. private group on my Facebook page. We are, we're, it's just, it's just at the very beginning. So I encourage everybody to go on there and sign up. And the reason I, I really wanted to do it was, um, well, there's a couple of reasons. One is because I wanted to provide a private safe space for people in this season of life to be able to find topics and, and evidence-based information easily so I can I can post them on there and I can assign them by topics. And you're you're see, two hours of sleep. Of course you're a member because you're a moderator on that group. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you after this, I think I'm just going to go like, I don't know, play a, play a like best fiends, mindless yep. computer game or something because my brain really is not wanting to function. Uh, but anyway, and because I also serve so many people in the community, so many clients who are not in that season of life. So, mm -hmm. but, but who are very faithful followers on my Facebook page, they don't necessarily want to, or are interested in childbirth and pregnancy and post-birth specific information. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to clog their feet up. So I was really trying to think of a way that I could, you know, specifically support people who are in the season of life, giving birth or transitioning. And then I'm hoping also to be able to maybe do something like this with you in the group, because you have talked in the past about how, you, how you've had pregnancy loss. Mm -hmm. You know, that would be a, a nice live group yes. to be able to do privately in that yep. setting. So that's my number three is just really, really, really getting into this whole trauma support thing, because I, I just, that's kind of where my journey is leading me now. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the fact that you have taken the time out to learn more about trauma and you're providing that as a resource to your clients it just and it just makes my heart so happy because so many people have experienced the trauma in some way shape or form and there's a lot that people don't know about trauma like they don't know how it impacts you and continues to affect you and through my um, my job we have had a couple kind of resources in regards to dealing with trauma and when they were talking about the portion of your brain, the amygdala, and how that reacts to trauma and that it can become overreactive. And that causes so many other kind of health issues and concerns that people may not even be able to put their finger on why they feel the way that they feel. So right. thank you so much for taking the time out to do that. And I mean, I encourage anyone who's listening that is in need of, you know, that can utilize that portion of your services, they should definitely reach out in some way, shape, or form. Facebook, you have Instagram, I mean, just reach out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Help thank yourself. You. Thank you. You know, I, You're I, welcome. I find that so much of what we do as birth workers comes from a place of personal growth. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my personal journey as a birth giver myself, you know, I didn't realize my first birth was a traumatizing event for me, not just because of what was happening physically to me during the birth, but 
also the family drama and other things like external things were actually impacting and affecting how my birth experience was unfolding and as a doula you know I remember I had one client in particular her father was very very sick and I had been with her on previous births but this particular birth things just weren't progressing the same way and at one point I said to her I'm sensing that you're really concerned about something not happening in this room. Mm -hmm. So let's see if we can talk about it. And that's when she said, you know, at first she was like, no, not really. And then the more that she thought about it, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I am really worried about my dad. He's very sick. And, you know, and I had known that he was sick, but I didn't realize how sick, like in the days immediately preceding her birth, mm -hmm. he had gotten. Once we were able to kind of address her emotions that she was having at that point, the birth was able to unfold. And it's so it's just, it's just really been interesting to have kind of that revelation of how even things in our lives that we experience that have nothing to do with that particular birth, they actually can be affecting how that experience unfolds. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, what I want to be able to address and target. When you had your pregnancy loss, did you have support, like trauma support for that? Nope. No, it just it wasn't available. And I, yeah. I bottled so many of those emotions in because that this was still at a time that it wasn't really, people didn't really talk about it or they didn't acknowledge pregnancy loss in the way that thankfully is acknowledged now. There, there, is, there wasn't as much publicity there. So I just mm -hmm. kind of bottled it in and swept it away as, as best as I could, but it never, because I didn't address it, it never really went away. Right. You know at that time. Right, right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's the thing is trauma tends to resurface when we are facing points of our lives where we feel particularly vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And the labor and birth experience, that's one of the most powerful experiences that we can have. But it's also one of the times in our lives that we are feeling the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, sometimes when those feelings start resurfacing and manifesting. So that is so true. You know, I hate to say I'm excited about this part of, of my work, but I, you know, because I'm not excited that people have trauma, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but I'm excited to but have But you're the excited tools. that you have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have yes. the tools. I think it will make me a better doula and a better, um, it'll just make me a better birth worker but even a better massage therapist because, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of times trauma manifests itself just within the body as pain. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm able to get back into massage, <laughs> I'll be able to use some of these tools. <laughs> yep. So, You'll have your arsenal ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So moving on, mm -hmm. your number four. My number four actually shows up on both list. It's my kind of now and my later, which is CBI, Childbirth International, the program that I am using to obtain my doula certification. I'm so grateful that they put together a self-paced module in a way that makes sense and is practical. I mean, thank you for kind of leading me there as part of my research and, and what program I wanted to go through and the one that I ultimately ended up choosing. As someone who works full-time and has two kids and virtual learning and you know I, I don't think I 
would have been at a place in life for me to have like a really rigorously structured program, but to be able to go in and okay, I have a couple minutes, I can do this, or I have, you know, and just kind of really self-paced. And then the Facebook group for CBI is amazing. And it is so helpful. And all the questions, like as they pop up, someone has already asked them. So I can just take a look and it just, I'm so grateful to have this resource. And the reason it shows up in my other list is because I want to finish my certification. <laughs> so, so it's a work in progress, but I'm just, I'm grateful that I found a program that works for me mm-hmm. and that I trust. I trust the information that they're giving me. Um, I trust the instructors and I, I have complete faith that when I do finish, and receive my certification that I will have, in addition to being able to pick your brain, <laughs> I'll have all the tools that I need to to help future clients. I'm really, really grateful. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, CBI is a wonderful program. It's the second program that I certified as a doula with, and it it is hands down by far one of the, the most thorough organizations. I have taken several different curriculum from them. And in fact, at the beginning of this pandemic, right away, they put out a safety and infection prevention course. And they were offering mm-hmm. it for, I want to say it was pay what you can to CBI graduates, which was mm-hmm. really, really generous of them. And, you know, I had already been doing a lot of research and as a massage therapist, I have to continue, you know, I ha- I'm, I am required to take certain courses and ethics and, you know, things like that. And yeah, you're absolutely right. They are a very trustworthy source. The, the information is definitely spot on. It's timely and they're constantly updating things. So, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, being a full-time worker as you are, and a full-time mom, as you are, I think a lot of people, when they're looking for a doula program, you know, I'm not saying anything against weekend courses. I've never taken a weekend doula program workshop, Mm -hmm. but I know that a lot of doulas have, and I don't know how much gets covered in a weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, and even if you were to do a CBI curriculum, a CBI course, just put your nose to the grindstone, it would still take you months Mm -hmm. because there's so much very detailed and thorough information to go through. So yeah, the fact that it's self-paced for birth workers, aspiring birth workers who are in the same, you know, lifestyle as you are, where you're getting pulled full-time in already two directions to then become what's essentially a full-time student is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot to take on and being able to be self-paced is a really lovely option. It is fantastic. And from what I've noticed in, in their Facebook group, a lot of people who are interested in becoming a because there's two different ones, but and the, and a lot of people who are interested in becoming a doula, one of the obstacles that they have is they work full time, and mm-hmm. they can't just give that up to pursue their education. So they are always kind of wondering, hey, does anyone work full time? How do you do it? And CBI has made it possible to. And I'm so I'm the sort of person I need to allow things to sink in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I need to digest the information that I'm getting and I love being able to go back to information 
it I couldn't imagine just for how I learned me personally a weekend program I would have questions afterwards because I have my best questions after I've finished digesting the information so I need to be able to go back and okay yeah this is where that ties in and kind of piece things together so thank you to CBI if there's anyone listening that works for CBI or is affiliated thank you so much for the program we're I'm so grateful that you have made it possible for a full-time working mama (laughs) to turn into a student again and it's fantastic yeah yeah a great organization so um so that was was that your number four or number five? I've lost that was count my already. So it's my my number four now. Well that's okay. I, I have had long ones myself. This my number four is going to be very short. It really is the opportunity to take all of the classes and workshops and things like that that I've been able to to do through this pandemic. I mean, I have taken workshops that were, you know, five days straight eight hours, just one amazing speaker after another, tons of resources. And currently I am in the process of finishing some of my CEU courses for my national board certification in massage therapy. It's so wonderful. I've been nationally board certified my entire career really, but this is really the first time that I've been able to kind of like, okay, now I'm going to do this program for however many hours I have today, instead of just fitting it in and like bite size increments and then not mm-hmm. having very much, you know, penetrate. So I'm excited right now. I'm, I'm going through trigger point theory for and treatment for shoulder issues. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. So, which is fitting because I, you know, I've had my own shoulder issues. So it's really fun to, I'm like looking in there looking at all the ligaments and stuff. So it's <laughs> You know, it's a nice variation of every from everything else that I've been doing for the last t- ten months. So yeah, yeah. So that's, that's my number fantastic. four. Fantastic, wonderful. What's your number five? My number five is kind of a, a mixture of things. It's being able to keep up just personally, like with my spiritual routine throughout this whole year. And in addition to that, my number five is you, Xe. Oh, <laughs> I'm grateful oh my for goodness. you. <laughs> you are so precious. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Just watching you, just you know, like dig in, and you're doing this research, and you have a family as well. You know, you have businesses, and just watching you just continue to put your clients and their needs and and learn and ways that you can support them while juggling all the things. It's like Wonder Woman just came out and you should have been in that movie. <laughs> oh my goodness. We need you a remake. We really are very, very, I, I honestly have not, I did not know that this was coming. You no, you so did not. Sweet. Thank you. But thank you. It's an inspiration. I, you're having strong people in your lives can really make a difference and show you what you're capable of or if there's any barriers help you work through them and you've done that for me so I just want to say thank you (laughs) oh well I that makes my heart just so happy thank you so much you're welcome um and and the feeling is mutual honestly my number five is very personal something that I've only recently started to really kind of say on my social media Mm -hmm. and say publicly most most of my clients are aware, um, but my my sister was um, she did die two years ago, and it's been a rough two years because 
She was, her death was not natural. It was a domestic violence homicide. And I can say that now because the case is closed. Her, her killer, her spouse um, took his own life. We found out. And I am very grateful that I, there is no closure, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I'm, I'm grateful that there is no longer this um, kind of unknown hanging over our heads, mm-hmm. unknown of what is he, what is he capable of doing next? Is it possible that he'll just show up, you know, um, in addition to the case itself? Yeah. And once you are involved um, on the victim side in the justice system, you learn really fast that that's not something we have control over. Right. And... Um, so I'm I'm grateful for the fact that my sister's memory and her her legacy. I'm her legacy. Her memory is is in my hands, and nobody can mar that. Or you know, because trials can be very painful for oh, victims' yeah. families, and it, that was something that I was really kind of afraid of of facing. So I'm grateful we don't have to go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm grateful for what I've been able to learn as part of my healing through all of this. And, um, I'm grateful for having amazing friends like you because I, it, this, it was a hard two years and you, you held me up while I was sobbing virtually in the last year, <laughs> more times than I can count. I mean, People listen to our podcast and I'm in charge of the editing. <laughs> and so they have never heard me sobbing yeah. um, in the times that at the beginning of our podcast, when I first see your face and then I completely lose it because just seeing your face, I'm like, oh, I have a friend. <laughs> I can feel your love. And, and you graciously and kindly and lovingly took my pain and held it and sat with me. And when you're grieving, that's really sometimes the only thing that helps is yeah. just having somebody do that for you, just sit with you. And, and you did that in a very, in a way that allowed me to have dignity and it allowed my sister to have dignity. Oh, so yeah. I am so, it's not a business related thing, but <laughs> um, oh my goodness, I could not have achieved any of the other four things over the last year without you supporting me through that fifth thing and having, I'm so gr- grateful that as the year is ending, that that is oh, over as well. <laughs> it makes my heart just so happy because I just, I know what a milestone that this was in regards to your grief process. And I'm so happy you're so deserving of this, of being able to have, like you said, it's not closure. But at least it's the finality of that certain unknown, and I'm and you. I mean, being your a friend of yours is just it's fantastic. You make it so easy. It's the least I could do to support you and to help you. And that's what friends are for. You know, it, that is exactly what friends are for. So I didn't do anything out of the ordinary except just return the friendship that you had already shown. Well, thank you so much. And and You're you know, it's funny because to look at us. You know, if you were just to look at us on paper, we're mm-hmm. very different people. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I just celebrated the, my 28th anniversary with my husband. My kids are in their 20s. 
they live at home, but they're, they're adults. They're, you know, yes, I'm still their mom and I still of course worry, but, um, but they're adults Mm -hmm. and, and I have all of this, you know, I'm, I'm past the season of life that you're in and you are juggling so much more because you're also a full-time worker. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, it's so, but, but I love the fact that I feel like we complement each other almost like mm-hmm. a puzzle. <laughs> yes, I agree. I and and that's the thing. I encourage anyone who is, you know, thinking about their circle of friends and maybe they don't have the right pieces. You don't always your friends don't have to look just like you. They don't have to be in the same season of life as you are. You can find amazing friends outside of what you might think. You know, I've been my oldest is 10. (laughs) And so we we do and I've been married 14 years. So half of the amount of time that you have, but it's, it's being able to have that interchange of knowledge and wisdom and what works and what doesn't that really has helped, I think, solidify our friendship. So anyone out there who's just they're trying to find a good friend, look, look outside of what you may typically go for and you may find some really amazing people. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so glad that you came into my life. And I, I still remember the very first time that we met. And I won't, I won't, you know, bore our <laughs> listeners with that memory. But I, I just remember just that little bit of conversation that we had. And I thought, this is somebody I really am intrigued by. I really want to get to know better. And at that point, I had no idea. You know, I never met your husband. I think I'm I think one of your kids might have been running around because they were very young. Um, <laughs> But for all intents and purposes, you know, all all I knew was that that little bit, and I just thought, oh, she's somebody I want to get to know better. And <laughs> and you you have been magnificent. Um, thank just you. Amazing. Likewise. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So let's head into 2021. What yes. are five things that you are hopeful for to either have happen or achieve or whatever? Just positive. 2021 dreams. <laughs> so some of my 2021 dreams are a little bit, I guess, kind of on the sillier side. So just bear with me. But oh, silly! Want... <laughs> we need silly. <laughs> yeah, I want to go out to eat. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm tired of cooking. I would like to go out to eat and not feel like I will absolutely get the plague as soon as I sit down. That is one of the just like oh. To be able to, after a long day, just come on, kids and hubby, let's go. Let's just go out to eat and sit in a restaurant and not feel as though certain death is imminent. That would that would just be fantastic for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have? Do you and and Roy have a particular restaurant that you really like? That is when you know life has returned to normal. Um, I would love to say that I do, but. I don't, I just want to eat food that I have not cooked. <laughs> that, I mean, and not have it be fast food. I would love, right. um, I don't know, I would maybe like Johnny Noodle King. That's mm-hmm. good. That's a good one. Like, yeah, or some, something like that, I think would just make me feel like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you have posted some really interesting pictures over the course of the year, though, that surprised me. So so you you have several, how many sisters do you have again? Three? I have three sisters. Three sisters. Mm-hmm. And one of them is an egg roll queen. Oh, and yes. And you, you have helped? <laughs> 
Yeah. So my sister, um, she launched a new business right before COVID hit, like literally probably a week or two, um, called Eggro Diva. And she uses our mom's recipe and, and makes egg rolls and they are just so delicious. And uh, for a while, like before school started back for my kiddos, I was able to help her help with her business and she's expanding and new flavors. Oh, I might have to put that on my list too because I love an egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> egg rolls so. are very good. I have looked at the pictures going, every time I look at the pictures, I think I am going to have to ask Tana about this. And then of course I forget about it by the time yeah. that we're talking. Um, yeah. But yeah, so how, so your sister set up, the, did she set up a storefront? Does she have a food truck? What would, what no. business model does she have? So she actually runs it out of her home um, okay. for now. And she's looking at trying to find a food truck um, so that she can run it that way. But just with, with COVID and everything, it's just been a little mm-hmm. bit more restrictive. So yeah. she primarily operates her business on the weekends. And okay. she just, yeah, it, it's been fantastic to watch the business side of her kind of blossom. She's always had a business mindset. But to be able to see it and the inner workings of all of it has been awesome. So awesome. Yeah, we have a couple friends that have fantastic food businesses. Another one is Kurt Got Crabs. I love seafood. That and, was the other oh, one that I've seen yes. a lot of pictures of. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. My mouth put water just thinking about it. He makes um, like crab boils and the best steak I have ever had in my life. I mean, it really, it kind of blows some of the really, really high-end steaks houses like out of the water his the way he does his sirloin mm. and yeah this is you're a friend of making theirs? phone calls after this <laughs> <laughs> making orders yeah it's a friend of ours um so it's kurt nelson he's actually a um, firefighter okay and he so of course you know so one of our frontline workers uh, one of our frontline workers and it's kind of goes hand in hand with firefighters mm-hmm. and delicious food they, they're known for cooking <laughs> i have so. heard that Yes, and he makes it true. I like I believe it now. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, we should get a move on um, yeah. because I am losing <laughs> the ability to speak English <laughs> very well. Okay, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. We will drop their websites in the show notes for everybody. So my number one hope for 2021. So I'm going to be a little bit cryptic for a couple of these answers. Okay, because um, I tend to. I I try not to be too much of a pessimist or a glass half empty kind of girl, but Mm -hmm. in my core, that's kind of like, I'm always looking for that other shoe to drop. So I'm going to be a little bit cryptic. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost absolutely positive that all of these things I will be able to talk about openly in like a month or two. So my first one is that I am expanding my passion for both teaching and childbirth. I, I love teaching. I've always loved teaching, just kind of teaching anything, but particularly teaching about birth with a new adventure that I'm super, super excited about. So that's it. That's all I'm giving you. Ooh, <laughs> so, I'm going to try to figure this out. <laughs> that's, that's my number one thing that I'm looking forward to uh, oh next God. year, early next year. So that is hopefully fantastic. in just a, a month or so. <laughs> oh, I can't wait yeah. to hear all about it. So what's your number two? My number two is I would like to, as I'm hopefully putting the pen in my doula um, certificate, I want to establish like social media accounts and kind of display like, hey, 
I can help you. I'm, you know, a doula. So I definitely want to start thinking about the business side of things and that kind of come, those things come to fruition and make sure that I'm putting myself out there and, and hopefully developing some sort of clientele. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was your number two. My number mm-hmm. two is another cryptic one. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I have an opportunity. Well, I'm supposed to have an opportunity mm-hmm. to get on board with a collective of some of the most amazing birth workers, ranging from yoga to lactation consultants to doulas, just a really nice, hopefully good-sized collective of birth workers. So I am I'm in the beginnings of working out actually being able to to join them in this collective kind of group. That's all I can say. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> we're we're our listening, our audience for the next podcast when you tell us about all of these fabulous adventures. It's going to be so high cuz we I'm like I want to know what it is. <laughs> These little teasers, but we'll be patient. We'll be patient. Yes, yes. I know. I hated the to be continued, so, you know, back in the 80s growing up because you knew you'd have to wait a week. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't want to say too much until I, I know for sure that these things no. are but that's absolutely that's why. starting yes. to happen. Yes, that is why. And it's funny that you mentioned lactation consultant because that is one of the things that I would like to and to do in 2021 is. Um, do the CBI mm-hmm. lactation consultant course. I've always loved learning about that and think it would be fantastic to be able to help, you know, potential future clients in that way. So hopefully yeah. I can do that in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. That's so is goal. that your, that's your number three? <laughs> that's my number three. <laughs> All right. Well, my number three kind of just falls right into that as well. My number three is actually for you and I to to complete our our teaming up. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's caught on to this in our previous <laughs> podcast, but you and I have hinted and discussed the fact that we are you're you're joining me um, at Tranquil Touch Birth and Women's Wellness, and yes, yes, we're yes. going to be a team, which I think is. I'm really excited about it because of many, many, many reasons. One of which is just the collaboration is going to be extremely beneficial. I have been a solo doula for so many years. I've had doulas, you know, here and there that I've had a couple who've worked with me in my business. And then I've had a couple that have been amazing backup doulas, but um, to actually be able to officially team up with somebody that I absolutely love and adore. And I am so thrilled to watch you just grow and flourish. And I think your experiences, particularly for being a person of color, you know, we know that the maternal mortality rate is much higher for African-American women. We know that breastfeeding success is lower. We know that cesarean rates are higher. All the statistics bear that out. And so to have you who, who, as I've said numerous times, you have just been so proactive in your own health care, in your own pregnancy and birth journeys. You have succeeded in so many ways and never, never doubted that you could. I think that you are going to be such an amazing resource and source of support for 
women of color, birth givers of color in our community joining me, which I guess as an Asian American, you could also consider me as a person of color. But I think your experience in particular is going to be really, really beneficial for clients. I hope so. I'm so excited. And it recently dawned on me as I was just kind of like reflecting on this journey and how everything has kind of transformed at how fortunate I am to be in a position where I can have such a fantastic mentor, someone who understands and, you know, the the life experiences that I've gone through, you you appreciate those. And so that is like it's not it's not the norm usually in society. You don't really get that. So it's fantastic to me that I'm in a position where I can help others and I can learn from you. And I just, this is just going to be so fantastic. I can't wait to see in 2021 how all these things kind of, oh, I think it's going to be amazing. I'm just, I'm so excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think you're going to just bring so much to Tranquil Touch. And I, I'm just so thrilled to, to have you on board. So yeah, so that was my number three. So moving on to number four. Number four, I can't wait to hug the people that I love, <laughs> that I haven't seen, my family members, you know, just like being able to reach out and hug people. Mm-hmm. I realize how much I miss like that aspect of socialization, yeah. being able to get together face to face and hug people. I know that probably sounds so small, but when you when everything is virtual, it's still good to be able to continue to see your loved ones and communicate with them. But I just, I miss hugs. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, studies have shown, and of course, I'm putting my massage therapist hat on at this point. Mm-hmm. Touch is so important. Our skin is the largest organ of our bodies. The mm-hmm. nerves that are activated when we have skin to skin touch, it can be something as small mm-hmm. as holding somebody's hand that you know, starts releasing positive, you know, good feeling hormones into our system. You and I are very fortunate because we are not single people households. We have children. We, you know, as as much as my 20 year old adult sons kind of, you know, (laughs) they tolerate me hugging them. (laughs) Um, you know, but we're, we're married, we have, you know, our children living with us. And so we do have Mm -hmm. that human touch still, whereas many people don't. And as a massage therapist, you know, a lot of my clients and a lot of the clients that I really tried to check on at the very beginning of this and have kind of checked in on as things have gone on are my single clients. They are, Mm -hmm. they are the ones who, you know, under normal circumstances, pre-pandemic, I may be the only person that touches them. Right. You know, as a massage therapist, I always kind of really treasured that privilege to be yeah. able to to give that gift of touch. And you're right. That's something that we are all starving from. So that is a good thing to look forward to. Not silly at yes, all. <laughs> Thank you for understanding. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I will have a big giant hug for you, a, a body crushing oh, hug you. for you. <laughs> Yes, I will gladly accept. (laughs) So my number four, at the very beginning of this pandemic, I I learned a little bit about digital courses. I've taken numerous ones, obviously, but I really, really, really want to launch a digital birth course. So yeah, so I've kind of been toying around with it and picking up little bits of, you know, 
tips and, and tricks here and there, but that's something that, you know, somewhere in 2021, I'd like to at least launch one digital birth course. And knowing you, you will accomplish that. <laughs> well, now I've said it. So. so, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm one of those people who like, if, if I say it, then I have this accountability. I, have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I get it. Totally. All right. So yeah. finally to wrap up, what is your number five? My number five is, I kind of mentioned it a little bit in my number two when I was, you know, talking about CBI and everything, but just finishing my um, doula certification, I had extremely high hopes of being able to have it done by the end of this year, but because of the births that I need to see, I think it'll be more early next year that I finish it. So I'm really hoping, I can't wait to get that done, and um, I think it'll just make me feel so accomplished. And, and it'll be a good memory of 2020 as well. <laughs> Something good that came out yeah. <laughs> out of the, out of 2020. So 2021, completing my dual certification yep. and then starting yep. my lactation certification. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And, yeah. and, and my number five actually is a hope for both of us. And that is, Ooh. yeah. And that, and that is in line with what you were saying. So, you know, before, before everything happened with my sister, I was turning clients away because as a solo doula, you know, even though I had backups, I was very choosy about who I would accept as a client and very, and I limited myself because my massage therapy portion of my business was the foundation in my everyday. And so I've been working all this time to flip it. And I am hoping that by teaming up with you and bringing your skills and your knowledge and your experience and your passion, that we will be able together I, I am shooting for us to be able to serve and support 10 to 15 births by the end of 2021. Ooh, that would be fantastic. I think we can do I it. I think we can. I think we can. I think we can. <laughs> We're going to put it out there. If you're pregnant, yep. if you're thinking about getting pregnant in 2021, give us a call because we'll even do yep. the virtual support now. You know, we, we know. In fact, mm-hmm. my next client is is out of state. She's a previous client. Oh, I've worked with her two other times. We reconnected after a little bit, just touched base with each other. She told me that she's pregnant again. And I told her that I'm doing virtual doula support. And that was it. So she will be in one state and I will be in another. And we will we will have an amazing birth experience for her. So that is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So with that, you know, with your lactation training that you're going to take in. Yeah. I think we're going to, I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to make 2021 an amazing year for us as birth Mm -hmm. workers and for the clients and the birth givers that we're going to be able to serve. I know we will. I'm so excited. Like this, oh, when you look at it, 2020, yeah, it's had some, some lows, but we can't just we can't only acknowledge the lows. We have to acknowledge the highs as well. And yeah. overall, throughout everything that's gone on in 2020, I have to say I'm still grateful to have had wonderful experiences as well along the way. We, got, we have to take the good with the bad, but at least, you know, acknowledge that there has been good <laughs> amongst Absolutely. everything else. Absolutely. And and there are some of that good, like I like I said, we would not have had had the pandemic not happened. So while while I'm not absolutely, absolutely not looking at the pandemic as a good thing, <laughs> 
But I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. gratitude, you know, we have to be grateful for everything that we have every day that we have it. And if we can make a point of seeking out those positives and those silver linings and continuing to think of those as this year ends and as we head into the new year, it's going to be, it's, you know, it's not like the calendar is going to flip January 1st and the pandemic's going to be gone and we're all going to be able to, you know, right. go back to normal. I think some people are mm-hmm. kind of have this mindset that that, oh, yeah. they're hoping that that's how it's going to be. Well, realistically, it's not. So we have to be so grateful mm-hmm. for what we have, our health, our family's health, you know, the opportunities mm-hmm. that have opened up for both of us. The fact that we have the technology that has enabled us to do and accomplish what we've done, that, you know, you still have a job you enjoy Mm -hmm. that you've been able to do remotely and help provide for your family. I mean, those are those are all things that we can really be grateful for. So this was fun. It was. It was so it's always fun. It is. This is fantastic. (laughs) It is. It is. So the next time that we come together, it will be season two of Doula to Doula. And we, we don't know what we'll talk about for our very first yes. episode. We are hoping also that 2021 will bring in at least a couple more guests to interview mm-hmm. because we have so many amazing birth workers in our community. And it's hopefully our listeners have seen throughout the course of the year from our episodes that birth worker, that title encompasses a lot of things. It is really mm-hmm. any any of us that serve birth givers in the season of life, whether that's preparing for pregnancy, mm-hmm. because yep. you know it could be getting their bodies ready through one way or another, yoga and whatnot, through pregnancy, through birth, and then that tr- transition afterward. It's a season of life, and and most of us only give birth a couple of times. Some of us will do it three or more. Mm-hmm. But it's, it really is something that needs to be supported and made as special as possible for those birth givers. I agree. Yeah, so, that is so true. Thank you, Chana. Thank you for this You're year. You're welcome. Thank you for making you. 2020 tolerable. Oh, same <laughs> to you, my friends. Same to you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done throughout the character building year. <laughs> and for sure <laughs> and i can't wait to see all the things that you will accomplish um next year i know it's going to be good yeah and and we will be doing it a lot of it together yeah, so that will. that will be exciting <laughs> and for our listeners we will see you in 3 weeks <laughs> thanks for joining us again on another episode of doula to doula don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app